0: That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more on pitching podcast from pitchfills.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 9th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. just for PL Plus. members. thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Zach Gell seven innings pitch, zero in runs, three hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts yesterday. Uh, really good start here. And 15 whiffs, 31% percent c He did well. It was the Pirates, and now he goes to Coors. And that's really annoying. But I will say that he did really well across his entire arsenal. It's really him clicking for the first time across the board. It's exactly what we wanted to see. Hopefully, that does stick around moving forward. Against cores I think it's bottom of question. but I really hope that works out. Uh, Chris Bassett's continued his hot stretch. Six, 8 innings pitch, 0 runs, 8 hits, 1 walk, and 8 strikeouts. 13 moves, 33% CSW against the Reds. Now, it is the Reds inside of City Field. I don't want to reward him too much. But he should have been above Pablo Lopez, and I messed that one up yesterday. Uh, Jose Suarez worked out as a stream pick against Oakland. Uh, 7 innings, 0 and runs, 2 hits, 2 walks, and 8 strikeouts. 14 with 32% CSW across 97 pitches. I don't think that he's good enough now to start against the Mariners later this week. If you're bold enough, maybe go for it. But honestly, I think this is just a nice stream, and you can throw him back to the wire now. Alex Wood against the Padres, 6.1 innings, 0 in runs, 3 it's 0 walks, 5Ks, really nice to see that, but then again, the Padres just have not scored much at all um, over the last four days, uh, really the last week since acquiring Soto and Bell, I've been maybe overrating them, um, but hey, Wood deserved this, 38% CSW on his fastball at 92.5 mile per hour. Uh, velocity. A slider and change earned enough strikes to get through seven innings. He gets the Pirates next. I'd be picking him up. I actually just was able to in one league. Go ahead and do that. Uh, Tyler Beattie against the Diamondbacks. 3.2 innings. Zero runs. Two hits. One walk and two Ks. You think, oh, whatever, Nick. It's nothing. 57 pitches, though. Seven whiffs. He's pumping 96 mile per hour gas and he has a really nice curveball. I do wonder if we will be interested in Tyler Beattie by the end of August. I don't know. Maybe it's finally time. To be excited about Tyler Beatty as he has a spot in the Pittsburgh Pirates rotation. If you just let him go to 85 pitches or so, I'm curious. Uh, Cole Irvin continued his outstretch, but it was against the Angels, but eight innings, one run, five at zero walks, and six Ks. Now do we go against the Astros the fourth time in seven starts? Maybe? Uh, I don't quite believe that he's a sixteen with man. I really don't. I don't know. It's a Vargas rule, I guess. Good luck. Keegan Thompson went against the Washington Nationals. Got the win. 16th pitch, one and run, five at zero walks in three Ks. I did one of the rare things that I never do is move a guy um, from one streaming article to the next. That is, let's say, Sundays to Mondays. I changed Keegan Thompson from a do not start to a questionable because of the weather. Like strong winds pushing in. Glad it worked because Keegan Thompson honestly didn't have his best stuff. Now he has a Cincinnati, which is different than hosting Cincinnati like the Mets are. Going into Cincinnati is way different. Great American small park, as Casey Boe would say. I don't love trusting Keegan Thompson. It's highly questionable to me. I think he's very volatile. Blake Snell went against the Giants 5.2 innings. One and run, six hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. 18 whiffs, 33% CSW, 103 pitches on the docket for Snell. Uh, he threw just 2 changeups, which is wonderful. 16 whiffs across his breakers, earning him a gallows pull at 18 whiffs total. And 66% strikes in the force team. This is all that you want. Eight base runners is not great. But okay, we can't have everything right now. Blake Snell, you keep starting the man. Jordan Lyles, uh, as fast as I wanted to point on the OTC, has had a nice little stretch when it comes to his ERA, about a 3-3 ERA or so since the beginning of July. 5.2 innings, 2 in runs, 8 hits, 2 walks, and 1 strikeout, though. 10 base runners, 1 strikeout. You got the win. This was because the Jays. There's no way that I would go back and say, yeah, you know what, maybe I should re- have reconsidered this with the information we had. No. And I think uh, you're just... Don't go with Jordan Lyles, guys. The whip, by the way, in that stretch, 135. Don't do it. Jameson Tyone against the Mariners got the win. Seven innings, three earned runs, three three walks, and six strikeouts. Glad it worked. I really don't think that his stuff is that great. And he's just throwing a lot of strikes. And sometimes it works for him, sometimes it doesn't. He is on the Yankees, so it does open the door for more wins. And I feel like he's the most Toby of Tobies right now. Uh, so good luck. Justin Dunn returned from the IL, made his 2022 debut against the Mets. I mean, 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 5 hits, 2 walks, 2 Ks. We're not there yet. He's a frozen banana. Hopefully that does change, uh, you know, hopefully he's edible soon-ish. Animal Sanchez against the Cubs. 5 innings, 400 runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, 3 Ks. Yeah, no, we're not chasing anything here. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi against the Orioles. 5 innings, and five runs, 9 base runners, 4 Ks. We're not Going after Kikuchi anymore. I think we all understand that. And Logan Gilbert against the Yankees. Very disappointing. Four innings pitch. Seven runs. 10 minutes. One walk and two strikeouts. Look, I don't think he has a proper number two pitch. And that's part of the issue. And he's going to get the Angels next. I'm sure he's going to soar. Like it's two starts against the, the Yankees. He had a 2.77 ERA before that. Now it's a 3.47. Funny how that works. But it was against the Yankees. You know? So, just don't. Ding him too hard, but yeah, he's not going to be an elite ace because of those that lack of secondary stuff. All right, looking forward to today, tomorrow, and on Thursday, uh, I have the rankings of course for today and tomorrow up on the site. Let's talk about them here: Shohei Otani, Zach Wheeler, Shane Bieber, Joe Moscov, Manoa, and Garrett Cole are today's starters. Pretty easy stuff. Probably start is Carlos Carrasco, Marcus Stroman, Lance Lynn, Julio Urias, Charlie Morden, Luis Castillo, Jose Urquidy, Martin Perez, and Freddie Peralta. Now that's the only difference in today's table is that Brandon Woodruff is not going today he's going tomorrow and Freddy Peralta has been reversed he's going today we don't know how many pitches we're gonna get and it wasn't very good last time but it is the raise I think honestly if you have Freddy Peralta you still start and the floor is high enough to do it but it is a captain ceiling because he's not gonna go 90 plus pitches he's probably gonna go around 75 to 80 or so um, Martin Perez is going against the Astros but he is too hot and you cannot resist that one Arius um, Morton because you have some rough matchups you start them all you just do it they're too good and the question will start to you, Braxton Garrett, Jimmy Hatt, that is, James Caprillion, uh, Miles Michaelis, Alex Cobb, and Brady Singer. Caprillion is the stream pick of the day. Braxton Garrett gets the fills. Hopefully, the slider is really good. He's gotten these wonderful opponents the last four starts. And hopefully, I uh, that those performances were real, and not just because of the weak offenses. Caprillion gets the angels, makes it clear there. He's a Toby facing the weak offense. Miles Michaelis is in cores. What do you do? Some people want to set him. I get it. But Michaelis has just been that good, so maybe you want to consider that. Same with Alex Cobb. Now, Alex Cobb against the Padres, I might actually want to retroactively change to be at the top of this tier because the Padres have been that bad. Uh, So something to consider there. I, I might go back in and change. I don't know. This is actually a bonus just for you guys. But Alex Cobb, because of how bad the Padres have been, might even be the bottom of probable start because of it. But I would probably say the top of questionable above Braxton Garrett. And Brady Singer against the White Sox. It's a complete coin flip. He was in a good groove with his command. Didn't have it last week against the White Sox. You could say maybe the weather affected that. I don't know. Now he gets them again. I don't really want to do it, but I understand if you are. The do not start tier. I'm terrified of the start of Joe Ryan against the Dodgers. I don't think he has a secondary pitch working for him right now. And the fastball is not enough to take them down. Uh, So I think that he's going to run into trouble. Ryan Yarbrough gets an opener today against the Brewers. That could work if you're chasing a win because Yarbrough is going to go maybe four innings, four or five innings. That means he'll survive through five. We'll see what happens there. But, you know, the Rays are going against Beralta, so maybe not in a winning scenario when Yarbrough leaves the game. Richel, Paulo, Spino, Tyler, Alexander, all of these are pretty obviously do not start. Kyle Bradish goes against the Jays. Zach Thompson, Mike Miner, Jonathan Heasley, Tommy Henry, Ryan Feltner, and Davis Martin. You know not to start these pitchers. Tomorrow, Sandy Alcantara, Justin Verlander, Brandon Woodruff, and Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright's the only one with contention. As he faces the Red Sox and didn't have his curveball last time, I think he should be fine given how well he's performed this year. Probable start tier, Nestor Cortez, Robbie Ray are going against each other. Nestor Cortez does not face the Yankees, he faces the Mariners. That's why I'm favoring him instead of Ray who has ace is going to ace label, but it's the Yankees. So I understand if you have some hesitation. And Patrick Sandoval goes against the Athletics. Even though he has been a cherry bomb, it is the Athletics and you should start him there. The bottom five are very interesting. Uh, you have Jose Barrios against the Orioles. We know how volatile he has been, but I think he still do it against the Orioles. Jeffrey Springs is looking better. He gets the Brewers, who are not very good. I think that's okay. Sean Mania just was trounced by the Dodgers, but now he gets the Giants, so maybe that should be better. I think if you have Mania you started him. And Tama Walker and Noah Syndergaard. Tama Walker's had three poor starts, not just the eight-earned run game. It's been three of them, but he does host the Reds, so I think I'm still going to do that, and hopefully he avoids the downward trend. While Noah Syndergaard just could not handle the Nationals, that Light, so he gets the Marlins, and I think he still do it because it's the Marlins, but yeah, there is hesitation there too. And the question will start here, you have Josiah Gray against the Cubs versus uh, Justin Steele of the Nationals. Na- uh, Justin Steele is a stream pick of the day because I really do like that slider. It has, uh, it allows a lot of, uh, sorry, it prevents a lot of hard contact, about a 13% hard contact rate for that slider, which is really good. The last 30 had 10 strikeouts, Amazing pitch separation with just 4.2 innings, but I do think Justin Steele can take advantage of Natty Light here. While Josiah Gray's ceiling, I believe, is the realistic ceiling is more tangible and a higher chance of hitting against the Cubs. Uh, Johnny Cueto, Aaron Savalli, Madison Bumgarner, Mitch Keller, and Paul Blackburn are all pretty similar, all with good matchups here, and they're all essentially Tobys. Aaron Savali is part of the list, even though it's a still Hill, because it is the Tigers that he gets. And I'm putting him in this order because Paul Blackburn has not performed well, even though he gets the Angels. It's been a tough stretch for him. While the others, I've just been kind of a good. and Bumgar getting the Pirates. He was up to 91 last time. I think you're okay with that. Um, and the do not start tier, you have Sonny Gray, which is just like Joe Ryan. Does not have his stellar breakers. Gets the Dodgers. Don't want to do it. Jose Quintana in Coors. Unfortunately, it's Coors. Otherwise, it's a Vargas rule, but this is Coors. I'm not taking that chance. Chris Budibich has been kind of interesting. But it's the White Sox who are really good against lefties. I think that there's too low of a floor to chase the ceiling that is kind of questionable. And then Dean Kramer goes against the Jays. You don't want to do that. Nick Pavetta goes against Atlanta. Maybe he does rebound, but honestly, I think we're done here. Uh, Jacob Junis gets the Padres. He hasn't been going deep into games, and maybe the Padres will finally wake up here. Uh, Glenn Otto against Houston, unfortunately. And it's Kyle Freeland, Drew Hutchinson, Andrew Jackson, and TJ Zoic. Zoik? I think that's right. Um, And then on Thursday, we don't have many games. Um, But you have awesome Voth against the Red Sox. He's been actually kind of interesting. The curveballs look good, but the Red Sox, I think, are too challenging. I think that's going to be a do not start for me. Uh, Josh Winkowski is on the other side. Maybe a cheap win there if you're chasing a win against the Orioles. Ah, top of do not start. I'd prefer Winkowski over Voth because of that uh, win chance. But, yeah, it's very weird. Uh, You have Dylan Cease against the Royals. That's an obvious auto start. Hunter Gaddis, No, thanks, against the Tigers. Even though it's the Tigers, I still don't want to start Hunter Gaddis. Very, very pedestrian stuff. Uh, Bo Brisky's comeback for the Tigers, but that's a still all against the Guardians. And even if he's healthy, do you really want to start Bo Brisky? I don't. Um, Zach Granke against the White Sox is at the bottom of questionable because it is a right-hander. And it's Zach granky. he will at least go deep enough to maybe make this work. But then it's still in and You're probably not going to get a win there. Framber Valdez goes against the Rangers as an auto start. Cole Raggins, I kind of love this guy. kind of reminds me of Cole Hamels with his smooth mechanics. But he goes against the Astros, I so know. thanks. Uh, Edward Cabrera against the Phils. He had an 18% zone rate in that first start, which is really bad. Um, I know he got a lot of whiffs. He had a 45% O swing, and thankfully he got that for eight strikeouts and three walks. I don't know. Uh, I feel like this is a questionable one. Bottom of probable? No, I think he's top of questionable right now. Let's just see kind of what happens. Kyle Gibson, I'd actually prefer over this against the Marlins. He has a higher chance of going deeper into that game. Drew Smiley, maybe the stream pick of the day, but he is at Cincy. The curveball has looked good. Oh, man. I prefer him over coffee cakes, maybe? I don't know. This, these are all bad. I do not start, do not start for those two um, coffee cakes in it. Arizona. Ugh. Nick Lodolo against the Cubs, I'm absolutely doing. It. Maybe he got dropped. Maybe he's underneath 20% now. 100% doing that one. Um, that's a probable start for me. Dakota Hudson at Colorado is an op- absolute do not start. Merrill Kelly's an auto start against Pittsburgh, and Herman Marquez hosting the Cardinals do not start. But all right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Post-Pitch Podcast. Thank you all so much for supporting us. Good luck this week, and may babas be below and your strikeouts high.